makes me feel a little better if I'm doing this or that wrong and getting heat is I just go back to the basics. You know, I go, I go back to, you know, giving everything you got, working really hard, um, doing the right things, making sure you're the first one in, last one out, you know, mm. just, just doing everything that, that puts me in a right, in a good headspace to be like, okay, you know, good job, Nick. Like you did this and that. You know, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. It's been a bad week, but like you're working your ass off. You're showing up first. You're doing the right things. Like, just give it some time. Things will turn around. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to It's the Bearded Man podcast with your favorite, the world's favorite bearded man, Bob Bay. Each week with our guest episodes, I try to put the spotlight on someone who, in my eyes, has given themselves permission to live a life authentic to them. Our guest today is from Irvine, California. He played four years of college of soccer at UC Santa Barbara. In his senior year, he was named Big West Conference Offensive Player of the Year. In 2017, he entered the MLS Super Draft and was selected first round 19th overall by the Montreal Impact. As of February 2020, he is now on the LA Galaxy senior team roster as a defender rocking number 20, excuse me, today on the podcast. Nick DePew, baby. He's here. How we doing? Thanks, Bobby. Dude. I'm doing good, man. Fired dude. up to be here. Thanks for having me, dude. This Fi- is fired up to have you here, bro. Not we don't get enough athletes yeah, on this podcast. And uh, very quickly after meeting you, see, because I've been doing this for a long time, I'm constantly just taking note of like people that I meet, and I'm like, they'd be a good podcast guest. And I, and I remember after like meeting you and hearing you played for the Galaxy, I was like. Little does he know I'm going to be sliding through that DM in like the next two weeks, like going to get him to get on a podcast. So it's, uh, I'm honored to have you here today, man. It's going to be a, it's going to be a fantastic conversation. Oh man, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. First podcast too, right? Like first official podcast. First, first, first podcast. I've done interviews and, uh, telephone interviews and stuff like that, but this is the first, uh podcast for me yeah i hope i hope i can set the bar high today i hope that you'll go on <laughs> to do hundreds of podcasts throughout your career and i hope no matter what you always look back you're like that first one i did man i don't know if anybody was ever to top the bearded man's podcast so i hope that's yeah, uh that's exactly. the intention going into today's episode man hey starting off strong that's starting it. off very strong that's it baby um so to be a to be a professional athlete in any sport right it takes a certain level of commitment to make it to the highest level Have you, how have you held yourself accountable to show up consistently, to put in the work, even on days that you've probably felt burnt out and not wanting to actually show up and actually practice? Um, for me, it's, 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 it it goes back to when I all started this, you know, this is being a professional soccer player was a dream that I had when I was a, when I was a young kid. And, um, Growing up playing soccer my whole life, I knew that this was something that I really wanted to do. And mm. and and like you said, you know, there's there's days. I mean, there's days where I'm just like, oh fuck, like fuck, like I'm over this, you know. It's something like, you know, it's just a grind. But um, I kind of look back to 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 where I am to, to kind of take a step back and mm. and uh, realize that you know I'm I'm living my dream and I'm doing what I, what I wanted to do since I was a little kid. Dude, that's um, crazy. Do you remember the yeah. moment like when you had that light bulb of like this is what I want to do with my life? Because even then, even as I'm sure you might have told parents, friends, coaches, like I want to be a professional athlete. So many of us as we're growing up say that, but there's a very 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 small percentage that actually execute and are able to deliver on that. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I didn't. I didn't really think being a pro was really like I. Once I was probably a junior in college, sophomore in college, it was like, okay, shit, like, yeah, like, I can make it. Like, I have a chance, you know, I, I, I'm playing really well, and, like, there's opportunities that are coming forward. So, like, it was always kind of just like a, you know, soccer's always been my life, and, like, I've always been pretty good at it. But um, it wasn't until I was, like, a sophomore, junior in college where I'm like, okay, like, you got to keep working, you got to stay healthy, you got to stay disciplined, and and, uh, you know, you, you can get to where you want to be. Yeah. Are your coaches at that point in time, like telling you like, Nick, if you keep playing at this level, like you're, you're probably have a good chance of making it pros. Or are you starting to get like coaches and staff of major league teams, like reaching out, showing somewhat of an interest? Like are, even at that point in time, are, are major league teams <clears throat> able to start reaching out to you? Yeah, it, it, it's not, it's not primarily like the teams that are reaching out to but like I would get you know I'd get messages and calls from like agents and mm. um you know that's how it all starts you you get drafted um unless you're with a MLS academy that they can just sign you whenever um I was not on an MLS academy I was just on a on a club team um on a local club team but once you're in the once you're in college um agents can start reaching out to you and being like like, look, you have a you have a future in soccer. Like, you know, would love to represent you, and then things can move forward. Was that was that nerve wracking trying to navigate that when you start getting people hitting you up? Because, you, I mean, I'm sure at that point yeah. you probably did some research. Like, who is this guy or girl, and like, who who have they worked with? But that's got to be a little bit. Um, it's got to be interesting trying to navigate those conversations because you're like you're essentially signing your name to this person and putting your entire future in trust that they're going to deliver on you know what they say they're going to do for you. Exactly. Exactly. It was, it was, it was hard for me because I had, I didn't know, I had no idea what I was doing. Like I, <laughs> I didn't know what to expect. Like I didn't know like what I should be looking for and what I should be kind of avoiding, but <clears throat> there would be guy, there would be agents that, that would, you know, come visit me at UCSB and watch me play and like, you know, take me out to lunch and have conversations. And I would kind of have to, you know, pick and choose from who, who I think would best best represent me wow um in the end it was someone that you know I, I felt very close to personally and I, I feel like you know he this would this was someone that believed in me no matter what even if I you know had a bad game or a bad week or a bad month you know this was someone that I knew would always believe in me and and, and lead me into a right direction wow are you still with that agent today I'm still five years. Oh, five years, six years. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> that's now that's amazing. That is really yeah. cool to see, especially we'll, we'll get into it in a little bit about some of that journey, uh, even post college, but to, that's what you want. You want to build up yeah. with, uh, people from the ground up and like, and be with them for the longevity of it. At least that's, that's what I see. Like when I think of LeBron James, he's had his team around him since the jump. And then you go on to yeah. see all, all of these different people around his life. Like, succeed and do a magnitude of different things but i think uh at the end of the day if five years in you're still with that agent something's working something yeah. you got some relationship going on there that definitely is working together no nah, it's great it's, it's like a friendship you know you check how's the fam you know happy holidays this and that it's a lot of agents these days i feel like you know they don't really have a very close relationship with their player yeah. so um i think i'm i mean i'm happy with my agent i, I love that i love that <laughs> What are yeah. what are two or three skills that you've had to develop off the field that have allowed you to get to where you are today? Do you think? Um, off the field, I would say 
sacrifice. Mm. You gotta, you gotta be able to sacrifice a lot of things and also discipline. I think those kind of go two and two together. You know, I mean, I'm in my twenties. I'm like, I live in Southern California. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on, especially during the season. And, and I've kind of learned to, you know, when, when the time is to, you know, go out and have fun, then yeah, have fun. But, you know, for the most part, you gotta, you gotta take care of your body. Yeah. You have to get a lot of sleep. You gotta eat the right things. You gotta hydrate. Um, you gotta make sure you're healthy and you're stretching. You're not really, you know, doing anything that could, could injure you on the field or, or harm you playing. So, um, I think I've had to sacrifice a lot of things. You know, I've, I've missed a lot of fun events and, uh, you know, family gatherings, this and that, 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 that what I would love to have gone to, but, um, it's something that you just have to have to deal with. And, uh, like, again, to kind of take a step back and be like, okay, this is, this is my job. This is my career. This is what I want to do. And, yeah. Um, push through that yeah I, I gotta say I, I respected you a lot uh, a couple weekends ago we all went out and you were with us and all of a sudden you were gone and I was like where did he go <laughs> and then somebody was like hey his practice at 8 a.m tomorrow I was like this man is committed he, I mean he, I mean he clearly is committed if he's playing at the highest level but he knows like w- where to pick his pockets and he knows I call it the Irish goodbye or uh the pick and roll where it's like you see me and then I'm gone. Like I don't tell people I'm gone, I'm leaving because then they're like, why are you leaving? Like stick around. You know, they play that whole game, but I respected it. And and that was definitely something I wanted to hit on today was and what you elaborated on is just like mm-hmm. the amount of sacrifices you've probably that you have had to make to get to this level is yeah. I, I can't even imagine because there's just so many things that like when especially when you're in season, you, you can't be like, hey guys, I'm flying out to my buddy's birthday party in Vegas. It's like we have games, yeah. we have practice, like, and the season itself yeah. is what, 10, 10, I mean, 10 month, 10 month commitment for the most part. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, this last season we were February until November. So <clears throat> it's about 10 months and it's, it's, you know, you're training every day and you have, you have an off day here and there, which, you know, it's, it's nice. And you like, personally for me, I need, you have to have a little bit of an escape or like, you know, you got to take a step back. So you're not just like, always in soccer and thinking soccer and like worrying soccer, but um, it's nice to have a day off here and there, but for the most part, it's we're, we're, we're every day. Firing off. Yeah. Guys are are cooking, dude. Firing off. Firing off. Talk to me about though, getting, uh, when you're getting drafted, right? You get picked first round 19th overall in 2017 during the super draft. That is an incredible number. First round 19th pick overall. It's phenomenal. And at this moment in time, like this is like you, like you said before, like this is the moment you've been working for your entire life. Um, what does it feel like to, at that moment in time, grasp the goal that you've been reaching for, but then also what's it feel like the next couple of weeks later where you've reached the highest goal you've ever won. Now it's like, you have to reset the bar, right? Like whether it's beat like, all right, we made it to the majors. Now we got to win a championship. But like, what, yeah. what's your thought process on just like goal setting at that point? Because this is arguably the biggest thing you've probably ever accomplished at that moment in time. And now it's right before your eyes. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, honestly, when I got drafted, it was, I was kind of, it took me a few days to kind of realize like, wow, like I made it, you know, like this is it. Like I made, like I've, I've accomplished my dream. Like a pro- I'm a professional soccer player, <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, but it was only after like, after I got drafted, we probably had, I had probably had a week or two to kind of 
get my stuff ready and then head out to Montreal. <clears throat> when I got to Montreal, it's like at least the first couple of months I was there, it was it was pretty difficult for me because for me, I go from <clears throat> like college and high school and club where I'm like, okay, I'm like I'm I'm like the guy, you know, I'm 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 playing every game, every second, like I'm scoring a lot, I'm like, I'm one of the best guys on the team, and then you go to professional team. And you're you're close to the bottom of the oh, of the God. of the roster, so it's kind of, it's kind of like a wake up call. You gotta you know, it humbles you for sure, which is good. You need that. Yeah. Um, and I learned a lot my first year. I think that was the 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 one the one year I learned the most. Um, not only not so much like physically and like where to be on the field, this and that, but mostly like mentally and like mm. you know you have to be you have to be mentally strong. You have to. You have to take, like I said, take care of your body. You have to take care of yourself, and you got to do the right things to to get the most out of yourself on the field. Yeah. Um, How big of a shift yeah. is it for you, too, where you're growing up in Southern California, you're going to college in Southern California, and now you are in not warm weather? Like, that That also is a complete shift oh, on your yeah. body and your mindset <laughs> yeah. and, like, waking up in December this time of year, it's going to be gray mm-hmm. outside, it's going to be cold, you're going to be wearing... 15 layers of clothes like was that like a reality kick for you too for sure yeah i it was freezing you, you <laughs> like from the months you, i wouldn't see sn- uh, the sun for a while we'd be snow on the fl- <laughs> like ground for you know <laughs> you saw about the one like Yo, huge like ski no parka <laughs> and i'm wearing that like every day for like three months you know it's just like it's definitely a wake-up call for sure Thank God we had indoor facilities, wow. um, which is nice. So next, like you don't have to train. Next, like yeah, can you guys but... can you guys crank it up to like eighty <laughs> degrees? Now? I want to feel like I'm in Southern California still. Uh, no, nah, it's it was a honestly that was a great experience to live over there. Um, I'm glad I kind of got to live somewhere else for a few years, yeah, just to to get out of California for a little bit and experience something new. Yeah, and you had said mind. Uh, one of the biggest things going there was mindset. Going off of that, what 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 mindset or like what are you having to like teach yourself or learn while you're there? Is it just like the adaptability of being somewhere you're not used to? Is it the mindset of like humbling yourself and going, now I'm at the bottom of the pole of the team where yeah. the last ten years of my life I was like the guy? Yeah, I think I think most of most of that goes with dealing with adversity. Um you're not playing games, you get injured, you know, you have a bad training session, you know, you have a bad touch or you bad shot you know instead of like you know getting down on yourself super quick and like you know that's kind of just like gonna you know an effect that's just gonna keep going and going it's gonna cause you to play worse and worse you gotta kind of forget about it move on on to the next one on the next day you have a shitty day of training you know do what you can to get prepared for the next day and come out the next day you know playing better mentally working harder you know doing the little things before the training, after the training, to make your body feel better during the training. You know mm. what I'm saying? And those those little um, things are on you to to do. It's not like exactly. No one's gonna hold your hand through that. That's you know there'll be there was there's a couple of veterans on the team that you know would be like, yo, you should do this, you know, and I would be like, what the like what the fuck like how do I do you know how can I get better at this? And they would kind of help me, but at the end of the day it's it's up to you you know you you have to really do it and and take the time to do it yeah i i had seen when i was doing a lot of the research for this um 
most of your career, you were a, an offensive player. You were putting in headers. And I mean, some of the goals that I've seen in your career, I'm just like, this guy was a beast, like 25, <laughs> 30 yards out, putting a top right. I'm like, how the fuck is yeah. this guy doing this? What, when did you go to defender? Was it when you got to the galaxy or was it once you got into the pros, you had to accept, like you went from the front running guy of the team, putting in, uh-huh. putting in the net to now you're defending, which to me is, is obviously two completely different positions and roles. Yeah, so I I actually grew up in club and I played my freshman year of college as a defender, as a center back. Oh, and okay. then my coach in college um, when I was a sophomore decided to throw me up top mm. and I started scoring goals. I did really well. That's when that's when all the, you know, that's when all the agents were reaching out to me and I realized okay I can you know I can make it you know this is a reality um got drafted as a as a forward and I never really honestly I wasn't really good enough to you know make it and last in the MLS as a forward and that's something I kind of had to take a step back and like realize like okay like I gotta think about what I really want to do now because obviously I you know I believe in myself you have to be confident you have to you have to you know, we have to believe that, yeah, you're out there, you belong out there, you know, you're, you know, you're a hell of a player, like you can do this. Um, but it was until I was in Montreal for two years. And after my second year, I got released. So they didn't pick up my option. So at that point, I was a free agent. And um, I started talking to my agent, the office is like, like, fuck, like, I don't know what to do. Like, it wasn't really any like, you know, offers or this and that coming, coming towards me especially since that whole last year I was I was pretty injured mm. um and my agent called me he's like hey like the galaxy their second team um you know they they want you to come out to preseason so I didn't even have an offer I had to like go out the, it's pretty much like open trial you know and I'm just I'm like okay let's let's give it a go I got nothing else to you know at least I'll be in LA and <clears throat> I get injured out there I start playing forward in preseason and I get injured out there, like my second practice. So I'm like, oh my god, like, is this it? Is this it for me? And I so I talked to the GM a few weeks later, and I was like, look, I know, I know, you know, the the center back position is, you know, you have some spots open for that. <clears throat> I, like, I can play center back. I played center back growing up. Um, like, I got the physique for it. You know, I got the mentality for it. Like, let's give that a go. And ever since then it's 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 been it's been really good you know I, I played well for that first year on the second team and then after that year I signed with the first team for the past for the past two years and that's where I'm at now wow so yeah. that's that's this is the shit that the, the, this is the these are the the little nuggets of, of the story that make it all the difference right because I meet you I know you I see you're on the senior roster like this guy is clearly dialed in but even when I was researching and getting ready for the podcast I was like he didn't just like join at the MLS league. And then now he was like on the senior team. It's like these little setbacks, but what is, um, to me, that's unbelievable. You're good. You're get you get the injury and now you're having to be self-aware enough to go put me in this position. Let me prove to you guys that I'm worth being on the team. Like that's, that's a lot of pressure, right? Cause you're at, you're at the highest level. This is like the once in a lifetime opportunity. And it's like, if I don't succeed at this, it's not going to, it's not. Yeah. It's not going to happen. That, yeah, that, I mean, that, like you said, that that is a lot of pressure. But at the same time, there was no pressure at all because I had nothing to lose. You know, I had that. That was, that was my only option. It was either that, or you know, I probably wasn't going to make the team as a forward. 
which means now what, you know, do I have to think about a new career or, or go somewhere else or this and that. So I was, <clears throat> it was, a, it was a decision that I look back now and I'm like, thank God. Wow. Damn. <laughs> but even then, so you get, you get signed on, on the reserve team, right? So mm -hmm. now you have a spot, yeah. but you're now, your mind. I'm sure at the time is like, okay, I have, I have something to work towards, but I want to be on the senior team. What, mm -hmm. what are you doing to give yourself the ability to then step up to the occasion and make the senior team roster? For me, I, when I started, when I got back to being a center back, <clears throat> that means I wasn't playing defender for like four years. Cause I started, I wasn't, I was a defender, a sophomore or freshman year of college. So, so sophomore, I, I, junior, I, I, senior I, year and first two years of, of <clears throat> being in the league, five years, you were yes. not playing that position. Exactly. So honestly, for me, once I made the team as a center back, I was like, this year is a scratch. Like, okay, you know, first team deal, not going to happen. Money, probably not the best. Like, whatever. I'm in LA. I need to learn as much as I can. I need to get on the field as much as can, as much as I can and get as many games as possible just to kind of like get used to the positioning, you know, get used to, you know, where I'm supposed to be in different situations, different circumstances, and just like get back to being getting in a rhythm of a center back. And so what I would do is, you know, obviously during the trainings, I had a, I had a pretty good assistant coach that would really, you know, help me and kind of put me under his, under his arm and, you know, show me the way that, of, of, you know, what I'm supposed to do in certain situations. But also the thing that was very important, I think was like video sessions. Mm. <clears throat> we'd have, we'd have video sessions probably two or three times a week. And those are the times that you can just kind of like sit back. Like, obviously you're, you're like, you're sitting back, but you're like looking from a different view and you're seeing the whole field. And okay. Like, okay, you're over here, Nick. Like you need to be over here. You know, you need to step to this guy. You know, you can't be stepping, you know, this and that. So the video sessions, I felt like gave me a huge, huge increase of awareness and um, improved, improved the way I play, you know, in the following games, in the following week. Mm. Um, and so throughout the year, I was actually, you know, I was doing really well. I was playing, I was playing, playing really good. And, and the first team coaches were, were, were pretty happy with the way I was playing. So about halfway through that year, I was on the reserve team. <clears throat> I started training with the first team. Wow. And I actually played in like a few of the friendly games and ended up doing really well. And then um, after that season is when they, is when they signed me to the first team. When you say friendly, what does that mean? Because um, as a reserve, like, tell me I'm wrong and tell me if I'm wrong, but as a reserve you, team, you're essentially the practice team against the main team. Do you guys practice together? Or is that completely separate? It's separate. It's separate. Wow. It's, it's actually, so it is technically the reserve team, but nowadays it's, the the second team has its own league. They they play in the USL now, which is like the G League and NBA. Yeah, you know? you. it makes sense. So <clears throat> they have a separate league. It is it is like a feeder team, but now it's primarily like a lot of young players that are kind of like going through the academy that are like kind of iffy if they can be pro or not. But um, they have their own league. Um, so a friendly game for the first team is it's not like a MLS league game. It's, it doesn't really doesn't really count, but there's there's a few games every season where <clears throat> you'll play teams that are from you know Mexico or um, you know some European teams come over here just to 
just to get some games in before their season. Um, So we, when I was playing, I played against um, Cruz Azul, which is a team from Mexico. And then I played against um, the team from Tijuana as well. So I played in two games with the first team, but it was just kind of like they they just, you know, fan base was big over there here. And um, just like some friendly games. I don't know. Wow. And uh, yeah, it, it was pretty good. Played pretty well, and and uh, that was good to to show the coaches what I was capable of. So you sign, you sign with, you sign with the senior team. How does that feel? As this is technically the soccer team that's in your backyard of you growing up. Like this is like, yeah, that's me growing up in Massachusetts. I get signed to the Red Sox, and my life is like bliss. Like my family is <laughs> going to be electric. They're going to be rolling in with champagne. Like that, it just would be so legendary to like the games that I'm going to as a kid. I'm now on the field. Like. That must have mm-hmm. been an incredible moment for you, your family, and for friends that you know have been watching you along this journey. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a moment I won't I won't forget. I, um, being my hometown team, I, I used to go to the Galaxy games growing up and watching Kobe Jones, and you know this was this was somewhere I always wanted to be. And being in LA, where I have you know, like you said, my my family and my friends that are here, it's it's it could I couldn't be in a better situation. Kids yeah. crushing it. And he just turned twenty seven. <laughs> oh my god. Twenty seven. <laughs> what is happening? Oh, I'll tell you what, when you guys get back in season, <laughs> I'm gonna be front row at that first game back going absolute bananas, dude. I will dude, I, got you. I might be a season yeah. ticket holder come next season, dude. I might, <laughs> I might be at every game. Um You have to you have to sit in the 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 uh the rowdy. Oh, section though. throw me in the middle of that, dude. I'll, I'll, I will get that crowd even rowdier. I'm gonna help them crank up a couple degrees, so I will for sure be in the middle of that. Yes, sir. Um, you got one. I had, uh, I had come across this. Uh, I think it was like an interview. No, it wasn't an interview. It was an article. I think from the past. I don't know when it was, but uh, this, this, this writer had said, and he was speaking on you. Said uh, he's got, he's got the size. He has solid instincts, but he needs more reps and more coaching to really blossom. Maybe this was like when you were on the reserve team. I don't remember the context of when, but I'm curious, how have you turned, how have you tuned out these external opinions of others along the way? Because that's definitely something that you're getting even probably in high school or no, even in college when you're like, yeah, I'm going to go to the pros and people are like, yeah, all right, Nick, like heard that before, but how have you learned to just tune out, these people's opinions when it's just not benefiting you. I do. That's, I don't, I just do honestly. And it starts for me, it starts with <clears throat> social media. I mean, you're, there's going to be people that like, if I have a bad game, you know, my DMS, like it's just, they're, fi- it's just they're, firing, happen, they're firing off in your DMS. <laughs> yeah, I get, I mean, I, you know, I get some, I guess, but it's, I mean, it's the LA galaxy. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a it's a huge club and and not I realize, you know, not only are the players, coaches, staff for the Galaxy super passionate about this team, but there's a hell of a lot of fans out there that mm. love this club, you know, mm. that would that would do anything to play for this club. So so getting getting messages like that and, you know, seeing stuff on internet and stuff like that, I just I honestly don't I don't really pay attention to a lot of that. It's great. I don't think it, I don't think it does. It's, it's good to, you know, hear other people's views and opinions, but 
I, I just don't think it's worth, you know, making a big deal out of stuff. Yeah. Um, obviously, if, if my play is poor, I need a – that's up to me to, to play better and do the right thing and and react um, in the next training, in the next game. Uh, but but with fans and with, with um, you know, other people, you know, saying this and that, it's, it's something I, I expect. And every professional athlete, I think, gets, gets that, gets yeah. that, some sort of heat. Such a good mindset to have, even, even if you're not somebody that plays, you know, at a professional level, um, it's, you know, to hear that, I love it. Cause that's exactly the way I live my life. Like you could send the nosebleeds and tell me how I'm doing my job wrong or your <laughs> two cents opinion about what you think of this podcast. And honestly, it's not going to derail me from doing the thing that I want to do. So it's like, please just keep talking about me. Cause that means you're, you're paying attention to me, which is ultimately I'm winning. So keep going. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but there's a lot of people in this world that, that realistically get caught up in that, like what their family's opinion, their friend's opinion, what their girlfriend, their boyfriend thinks like it's, um, it's mm-hmm. really not a place you want to live from. It's you're li- you're literally allowing people, people's opinions to, um, almost guide the direction of the way you live your life. Right. And so, um, you know, it's great when I meet people like you that, you've had to find that way to just not care and to just let it like brush off your shoulder because you're going to get that for the rest mm-hmm. of your career, for the rest of your life. And the moment you start to let it eat at you, it's then, you know, it's like they're all going to come after you because they can see it, you know, kind of getting to you, but it's a really good mindset and perspective to have where it's just like, I don't need to see it, hear it. And it really doesn't bother me. Yeah, exactly. And, and the thing I, 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 you know, makes me feel a little better if I'm doing this or that wrong and getting heat is I just go back to the basics. You know, I go, I go back to, you know, giving everything you got, working really hard, um, doing the right things, making sure you're the first one in last one out, you know, Mm. just, just doing everything that, that puts me in a right, in a good headspace to be like, okay, you know, good job, Nick. Like you did this and that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a bad week, but like you're working your ass off. You're showing up first. You're doing the right things. Like, just give it some time. Things will turn around. Yeah, it's it, you're counting up those small little wins, and, and like, not every day is going to be great. Not every day is going to be this perfect practice, perfect workout, perfect lift, perfect. Uh, a, I mean, literally anything. So it's uh, it's, ha- <laughs> it's having that mindset of like, I did I did my best today. I put my best foot forward. We're gonna try again tomorrow, and we'll see how we how we play play then. Um, mm-hmm. How do you how do you show exactly. up as um, like as a teammate, right? Like you can obviously show up the best version of yourself, which is most important, right? Like I, I really believe like no matter who you are in this world, no matter what your goals are, you have to show up the greatest version of yourself to then be able to help your team, help whatever it is that you do. Uh, then yeah. it allows you to operate at the highest level. So you showing up to the world as your best in, in your best sense of practicing and taking care of your dieting and all that is very important. But how, how do you try to make sure that you're available for teammates or, are there certain things that you do to make sure that you're kind of uh, making sure that other people on the team as well are feeling good about themselves? Yeah, I think the first thing is is a positive mindset. Um, <clears throat> I think creating a negative mindset and a negative energy in every workspace, not only sports, but every workspace, it does it does no good for anyone. I think being positive, encouraging. All right, man. Next one, like you got, like come on, like you're good. No worries, like we got yeah. you. No problem, you know. Like positive environment. As a center back, <clears throat> especially this last year, um, I've learned that a lot of the com- communication is is going to come from me. You know, it's 
I, I'm seeing the whole field. Um, you know, I, I, I got, I see all my teammates in front of me and you know, if someone makes a mistake, this, everyone's going to make a mistake, but it's all good, dude. Next one. Mm. You got it. Come on now. You know, mm. it's, it's, it's being positive. It's being encouraging, but it's also, it's also pushing your teammates. You know, if, if, if people are, you know, half-assing it or slacking off, you know, it, it's, there's nothing wrong with, you know, pushing the guys like, come on now, let's go, let's go pick it up. You know, that's totally fine. It's, 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 it's treating that in a good, in a good way, in a good uh, manner that, you know, it's, it's going to create an environment where everybody's trying to work for each other and not against each other. Yeah. I never thought about that, but yeah, the position that you're in, you're, you're one of the very few players that's actually going to be able to essentially watch and see the whole game play out in front of them because you're able to see where every player is, where they are, how they're mm -hmm. moving, the, the, like, it's a really yeah. interesting position to be in where you kind of have to rise to the occasion to be able to step up and like encourage others that, you know, it's fine or great job or, you know, watch your back on this. Uh, yeah. that's, that's, that becomes leadership for you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think that's a, that's a role that my coaches want me to, to carry more I know in the next couple of seasons. <sighs> so I got to work on gotta that. Deliver, <laughs> gotta deliver, baby. Um, you know, you know. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, quick break from today's episode, and then we'll get right back to it. Today's episode is brought to you by Liquid IV, none other than the greatest hydration brand in the world. I use this product daily. There is no question about it. This product has changed my life for the better, okay? Whether it is hangovers, whether it is post and pre-workout, whether it is working from home, podcasting, talking for long hours of the day or during these recordings, this product has changed my life. Um, I use it daily. Some of my favorite flavors in include uh, tangerine, uh, lemon lime, watermelon is Fuego. The energy product is heat. I also am a big fan of strawberry. There are so many great flavors that you guys and gals will love. Uh, if you head over to liquidiv.com, use my co promo code THEBEARDEDMAN, all one word. It'll get you 25% off every order. It is so, so worth it. Uh, you know, With cooler weather here, during the winter months, especially heading into New Year's, there's going to be some New Year's resolutions. You guys and gals are going to want this product to help you feel your best self. Um, making hydration a priority helps us feel healthier on a day-to-day -day basis and fuels us to be our highest potential. Now, one of these sticks and 16 ounces of water, shake, you shake it up, shake, 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 uh, will hydrate you faster and more efficiently than water alone. So like I said, Literally, it doesn't matter if it's for working out, hangovers, you're just running about your day. You can use this product so much in your day-to-day. -day. Uh, Liquid IV contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, and as much potassium as a banana. It's healthier than sugary sports drinks. Gatorade, get out of here. Has no artificial flavors or preservatives. Uh, it's made with clean ingredients, non-GMO, vegan, and free of gluten, dairy, and soy for anyone out there with uh, food allergies or that you know has dietary restrictions. Uh, and what really makes this product so great is our CTT, that's our cellular transport technology. So essentially, it's the optimal ratio of glucose, sodium, potassium that delivers water and nutrients into the bloodstream faster and more efficiently than water alone. It is the perfect balance to help you hydrate more quickly and effectively than water alone. And what I love about Liquid IV so much is that the company is on a mission to change the world. That is right not only are they helping you change your day-to-day -day lives, but they're also changing the world. At this moment in time, the company has donated over 16 million of these sticks around the globe. 16 million. It's unbelievable. 
So if you're interested and you want to try some Liquid IV out, you need to do so today. Head over to liquidiv.com today. Once again, use my promo code, thebeardedman, all one word. It's going to get you 25% off every single order. I would recommend tangerine, lemon, lime, watermelon. And if you're really feeling it, get some strawberry in the mix. You're going to enjoy it. Thank you. Back to today's episode. Dignity, dignity I think it's Dignity Health Sports Park is, is technically the yeah. home of the LA Galaxy. Seats 27,000 people, which is a massive amount. Obviously, I'm sure there's probably been some hiccups with COVID and all the restrictions of seating capacity and whatnot. What are, are there any um any like pregame or routines before stepping onto the field before a game? Um, I eat the same thing. <laughs> same thing. See, I love I love the yeah, little things like I mean, this because I think it makes all the difference. But like, so you eat what? So um, how 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 far in advance will you get to the stadium before a game? I'll get there. Probably two and a half hours, two hours before the game. Okay, and is usually that, we have to be an hour and a half, but like two hours, two and a half, yeah. And that and that two and a half hours before the game is it mm-hmm. tend to be the same? Like what you don't have to go minute by minute, but what is that? Yeah. What does that process look like for you? So yeah, um, I'll get there. I'll eat my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Let's go. <laughs> Bring it back to the basics, baby. Uh, ah, so, so killer, good. so good, so good, oh, so good. Um, <laughs> And then I will um, change in my gear, mm. and then I'll get some treatment. Um, I usually work on my hips because I have pretty tight hips, so I'll, I'll get those loosened up. And then I'll go to the gym. I'll do some activation stuff. I'll, I'll roll out. Um, and then at that point, it's it's you know we have our, our team meeting, and then after the team meeting, we go out for warm up, and then. Then after that, we come back in, put our jerseys on, and it's game time. Wow. Yeah. Wow, you got it. Step by step, you know exactly what you're doing. It's it's so – I I like love things like that, even like the fact that you're eating the same meal because to me, it's about comfortability of knowing where you're supposed to be and when. And it's like yeah. you know how that peanut butter and jelly sandwich is going to make you feel. It's You're not going to feel too heavy. You're not going to – you're going to feel like you have a little bit of energy. You know you're supposed mm-hmm. to go – uh, you know, work on the hips because that's going to get you loose. You know, you're supposed to go activate, um, you know, your lower legs with the foam rolling. Like it's all those little micro steps that I think high level ex- executors, not even just athletes, like they're people just figure out what works for them and they just do it repetitively, which then allows them such as yourself when come game time, you're, you're in your best physique here. You feel good enough because you found the, the, the pre session warm up. That allows you to step on the field and feel like, all right, I'm 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 ready to rock right now. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's just it's it's feeling comfortable in uncomfortable situations. I think um, games are are tense. They're stressful. Like it's it's important. It's it's you know it's the end of the week. You know it's what you work for. Um, so just feeling comfortable and in, in the sense of, okay, I've been here before. Like, this is what I need to do now. This is what I've done. This is what I've always done. This is what I've done before. It's, it puts you, at least me in a, in a good mindset and, you know, the sense that, okay, you're fucking ready. Let's go. Yeah. I'd seen on your LinkedIn, you had, I think talking about this where it said, um, I appreciate the need to maintain and maintaining a professional posture while being extremely sensitive and aware of the public interaction and courtesy. So how, especially it's probably, obviously it is much different when you're at a home game, majority of the crowd around you is there to support you and they're there for you. But how are you making sure that you're holding composure when you're traveling and Uh people, 
I don't know what they're saying, but still they're not They're not there to support you. So I know yeah. like you're saying, like you've been there before, like that's even just that self-talk is probably all you need, but is there anything else that you're doing that, that allows you to make sure that you're keeping composure and you're not, you always see those moments where like somebody finally an athlete just lets it trigger and then ESPN mm -hmm. covers it. How are you making sure that you're just keeping it like super calm and cool? I think I think that kind of goes back to you know the the social media and the the article aspect is I just kind of mute it out. I just kind of ignore it. <clears throat> like you're going you're going to get shit on the road. It's just <laughs> part of the game. It's part of it's part of every game in, in professional sports. The the, enemy, the opposing team is going to boo you, say this and that and it's just getting caught into those interactions with fans are are probably not the best and smartest things to do. Um but for me, just ignoring it, I know, I know, especially during the games, there's tense times. People get, people get heated. You know, there's, you know, there's disappointing results that happen, disappointing plays and, and, and guys will get fired up on it, but you just kind of have to keep your cool and mute it out, especially when the interactions come from opposing fans. It's, it's, it's something that you just have to learn to do and you have to do it because, um, Otherwise, it, it'd probably not be the best thing to do. Yeah, you do not. <laughs> won't, be a, won't be a good thing to do yeah, at all. Yeah, that, that is going to hurt you uh, big time if you came yeah. into some of the shit that probably happens out there when you're on the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would hurt you more than benefit you for yeah, sure. Yeah, not not ideal. What's, um, mm -hmm. what's a lesson that you've learned from playing that you've incorporated into your personal life? Um... I think this last year I really learned a lot about <clears throat> meditation mm, and yoga changer. and I think that is huge like it's it's crazy we have a new this last year we had a new coaching staff come on on board for our team and one of the positions that's new on our team is a cognitive coach so he focuses on, you know, mentality and, you know, being the best you can in a mental state on the field. Not really physically, like physically, it's, he's not like showing you how to do workouts, this and that. It's mentally being prepared to go on the field, you know, whether that's vision or at ease in the head and, and this and that. And he, he was the one that kind of got stuck, me started on uh, meditation. And I started this probably in may or something like that mm -hmm. and i think that is huge it's a game changer you not only feel for me i felt you know just scrambled in my head especially on the pitch you know on the field you have to have like there's things going on yeah you have to look around you have to be aware and i felt that my my mind was scrambled um and then i kind of got into meditation and would do that every day and would kind of practice it in certain situations during training and and before games and stuff like that. And I felt so much more clear <clears throat> and so much more at ease in my mind um, that I thought wait, it made the world a difference for me. Wow. Um, and I know meditation is huge, not only, you know, for, for physical performance, but just like in terms of mentality, I think, I think being happy and, you know, having a good mindset is, is huge, not only in soccer, but in, in in life wow that's yeah. amazing i i i got introduced yeah. to meditation probably about five years ago um and i've 
done my best. I'd say it's 95% a, a daily 10 minute practice. Um, some weekends mm-hmm. here and there I miss out, but I'd say weekday it's like, it's like clockwork. It's like, I need to do it cause it, it, it stills my mind for the day ahead, but what a yeah. game changer it, it is. Like it's, it's unreal. Yeah. It's and super, it, it allows you to cool. have, it allows you to keep yeah. that composure in those, excuse me, in those high, those, not even just composure in like those in high moments, but like anytime I think you, I even, I can only speak from experience. Anytime there's been like anxiety or like pressure that has built up in my mind, I recognize it and I, it's almost like I detach myself from the thought and I see it as like, why am I getting anxious or like trying to almost like find the root of the problem where before it's like an emotion would hit, whether it's happy or even like those high highs, right? Where like life is fucking great. And you're just like, I can't, the day, the day of the marathon, I complete the LA marathon. I'm like feeling good, but I'm also in my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you could enjoy this, but like, don't wake up tomorrow and then just feel like that immediate, like down back in the trench, got to get back to work. Like try to just flow with the emotions as they come through and, and not don't let the highs get too high and don't let the lows get too low and somehow try to find a way to stay evenly uh, balanced. But meditation yeah. is a, that's a, that's gotta be a lifelong hack. And I'm sure you're probably seeing it yeah. now off the field, even out of the season, how it could probably just calm your mind and um, whatever you might have going on. Definitely. And I honestly, it goes, it, for me, it, it contributes to sleeping and I've always been a pretty, pretty bad sleeper. Like it's, it, it was pretty hard for me to fall asleep and stay asleep. Um, so for me, meditation really helped that for me just kind of relax, especially before I would go to sleep and, um, it benefited for me, me in that situation. Yeah. Anytime that, it happens time to time when you're but you can't fall asleep because your mind is running a million miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> when you learn the power of just focusing on the breath and like compartmentalizing all those thoughts, I'm like, yo, I'm I'm gonna check in with these thoughts tomorrow when I like after I'm rested. But uh, mm-hmm. I think recovery wise, it definitely plays a role in like allowing you to get better sleep, which then allows you to feel better, more energized for the next day, which then carries into training and probably playing mm-hmm. and it really has a full 360 impact uh, on your life when you can, when you start to find ways to control your thoughts a little bit and also just like be aware of what's, what's causing these thoughts. And uh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I'd love that they actually brought somebody on the team to just focus on that. Cause to get to oh, the highest geez. level of soccer or play any major sport, we all know you're going to have to be physically, you know, you got to be there, whether it's yoga, whether it's Pilates, whether it's obviously, maybe weightlift training or running, like you have to be there, but there's also these next layer things like the mental health where it's like, I think that's what's even allows you to then, you know, get that 1% better than other people out there, which is at that point, the highest level, that 1% can make all the difference in, in, you know, these high um, situational moments where it's like the games on the line. And if you can keep, keep yourself in check, it, it's going to make all the difference. Definitely. 100%. It's great. It's great. Game changer. 100%. Man. Um, it is. We're going to get into the final five. So these are the last five sure. questions. Um, one sentence answer. <laughs> so it's a little trick. You got to think about it for a second before you answer, but one sentence answer. Okay. Guys, okay? Uh, first question. How can people learn to give themselves permission to follow their interests or their ideas? I think that starts with passion and beliefs <laughs> mm. and i think if you're really passionate about what interests you then you just have to put your mind to it and work at it and 
continue to improve a little bit every day. It's great. Love that. Love that. Second question. If you could go back and tell yourself one piece of advice at any point in your life, what would it be and when? I would say it's tough. <laughs> this might be weird, but I would say I would say honestly don't take don't take it so seriously. Um and I would say that after my first year of playing in Montreal mm. because that was a time for me that I was I was just not in a good space and not in a good mindset and was really struggling um, not only on the field but off it so mm. I would say just yeah relax <laughs> I like that I like that I definitely I, don't know. <laughs> I definitely can feel you on that and in my own life like it's all worked out but at those moments yeah. in times when I was stressed like is this gonna work out and even to this day I have to remind myself like chill yeah. enjoy the ride trust yeah. that like You've seen everything that you've wanted to happen come to fruition. Like it's going to keep happening. So just keep, keep that in mind. So I, I hear you loud and clear on that. Um, yeah. Third, qu- worked out. third, third question for you. What's an area of your life you need to put more effort into? Um, seeing my family more. Mm. A lot of my family lives in Denver and it's, it's pretty hard to, uh, to see them. I, I saw them over Thanksgiving, but, uh, yeah, not enough I mean, time. I miss them at times. You, know? you, you grew up in Irvine, though, right? Or am I wrong? I grew up in Irvine. Okay, I moved cool. to Denver when I was in high school. Ah, gotcha. But so yeah. a lot of your family is still in Denver. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Especially my parents. But mm. um, yeah, it's a great city. Was there about a month yeah, ago cool. and lit that city on fire. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know next time I go out there. It's, it's cool. It's cool. It's it's still yeah. It's still going. It's a great. Yeah, it's still going full speed ahead. <laughs> it's a great city. Um, fourth question. Uh, yeah. Fourth question for you. Sorry. What's the first step anyone can take to reaching their inner potential? Setting goals on what you want from it. Mm. I think if you can kind of map it out, how, how you want to get there to where, to where you want to be in your, in your, you know, next step, I think, for me, it's important to kind of map it out and not only like big, huge goals and accomplishments, but like smaller little goals just to kind of like, okay, I accomplished that one. I can get to that. I accomplished mm. that one. I can get to that. Um, I think that's huge. And not only, you know, you can see what you need to do and what you need to continue to do, but it also, it, it's a set, it gives you a sense of, okay, I accomplished that. Like, let's go again, you know? Yeah. I have a I have a poster of on my laptop that says uh, giant leaps begin with small steps, and it's exactly that. Oh, like really? you have to yeah. you have to focus on those small steps, which then with time add up to the, the giant leaps. But even also to go off of that, like the visualization of like you kind of have to understand where you're trying to go, otherwise yeah. you're kind of just flying to the wherever the wind takes you. And so at least having some sense of direction of where you want to be it allows you to then reverse engineer and and in real time make those decisions of like. Does this align of where that goal is, what that goal looks like? Like nobody's mm-hmm. going to have the perfect blueprint of how, like you didn't know you were going to make it to the senior team of the galaxy, but you knew I want to be at the highest level playing. And so then you've just navigated it. But um, mm-hmm. I completely agree. I think that's a, that's a really good point. Um, fifth and final question. 
if somebody's listened to the last 48 minutes of this podcast, uh, what is one challenge you have for the listeners today? After they finish listening to this podcast, what is one challenge you have for the listeners today? Um, I would say if you're doing something you love and you're struggling at it, keep going, keep working, keep, keep doing what you got to do. I know, I know times are rough and things are difficult, but if you really want to do what you're doing, you'll get there as long as you put your mind to it and you put the work in. Yeah. It's the truth, man. The, the ability I have literally a tattooed on my hand right here. I don't know if you can really see it. It's just keep going. It was the first <laughs> tattoo I ever got. And it's, it's the font is literally beyond infinity. So it's like, keep going beyond infinity. And the, the common theme that I see and what I've loved about podcasting and not putting myself in a box of like the entrepreneur podcast or the creative podcast, but kind of keeping it open so I could interview anybody yourself as a professional athlete, a, um, you know, I, last week was a founder of a company next, uh, this week is another podcaster. The common theme that I see in these people that are operating at the highest level is they have just kept going, right? Like there have been hurdles, there have been struggles, there have been great wins, there have been losses, but their ability to just continue to show up is what's got them to that highest level. And so I think that's great. Yeah. I mean, if, if, yeah. as long as you can find a way to internalize and build that fuel in you to like, might not have the greatest day yesterday, but we're going to keep going. Inevitably, mm -hmm. things fall into place. And it's, at that point, it's just a matter of time before you get to these goals and you get to where you've always wanted to be. 100%. Nothing's going to be given to you. Yeah. You've got to work for it. you got to work. There's going to be obstacles for sure. Yeah. And that's what makes it, that's yeah. what makes it enjoyable when you, when you have to put in 100%. the work, put the blinders on. The longer it takes you to get there, <laughs> it ends up being even greater successes. Nick, this has been no uh, this has been a great conversation, man. Uh, honored to to get you on the show today, man. Uh, just from afar and like, uh, kind of like before even getting to this podcast today, was, you know, knowing that you were operating at the highest level as an athlete, I was like, it takes it takes so much. You made a comment earlier that I forgot to kind of go off of, but like, um, you know, discipline, right? Like, you know, you have to not only be somewhere to show up and play, but you also have to take care of your body, right? Like. I could essentially go send it on a Friday night, have a podcast the next morning at 10 a.m. Not going to feel so hot, but I could probably deliver it. Uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, the discipline it takes to be a professional athlete is not only being in the right place at the right time, but it's also what you're consuming, liquids and foods. And so mm -hmm. it takes another layer of discipline for an athlete to stay at that level. So not only that, but just hearing like your mentality, your approach, your mindset, uh, it's very clear to me that you damn well deserve to be where you're at today. And it's also great because this is still very early in your career. Um, for sure. I appreciate you taking the time to be on this. Super excited for when you guys get back in season because I'm definitely going to be at some of these games and I'm going to be getting You'll this be crowd there. electric. I'll be the guy getting the wave going and your team's like, uh, who the hell is this big guy it. in the stands? Like, what is going on with this guy? But uh, big fan of you, man. Love and uh, I really think people are going to enjoy this episode. So I appreciate you taking the time, man. Nah, I appreciate it, Bobby. This is great, man. Glad I could glad I could be on. Dude, had had to set the bar high with the first one. Hopefully, this is always the one <laughs> that you look back on yeah. years from now. Uh hey, it will be. I, I love Thank it. You. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please, 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 I have a favor to ask from you. Screenshot this episode on whatever platform you are listening in on. Post it to your IG story. Tag Nick. He's at Nick DePew. That's N-I-C-K-D-E-P-U-W. P-U-Y, excuse me. P -U -Y. I, I don't know where the yeah. fuck I got W from. I'm <laughs> cooked. It's the end of the day. Uh, N-I-C-K-D-E-P-U-Y. Tag me at yeah. Bob A. That's B-O, three B's, four A's, and a Y. 
share out the podcast. Let us know what was the specific takeaway? What was the learning? How did this specific episode change your perspective? Uh, I'd be very curious. We don't get a lot of professional athletes on the show. So let us know what did you enjoy about this specific episode maybe versus uh, some of the other ones that you've heard. Uh, so I'd be super curious to know. Um, and then I think uh, LA Galaxy is there. I should have dropped that down. What's their handle? Probably at LA Galaxy. LA Galaxy. Yep. Cool. I'll have that linked up in the description below. Um, other than that, I think that's it. Nick, thanks for being on the podcast. Hey, man, it's been an absolute pleasure. Hey, appreciate it, Bobby. Anytime, man. Let's get it, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Bearded Man Podcast. See ya.